Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 34, 27-35, called With Unveiled Faces. All right, Exodus 34, second book of your Bible. Hey, so we've got three studies left in the book of Exodus, because we're going to jump ahead. Once we finish 34, we have repetition uh, in chapters 35 through 39, where we, we saw Moses get instructions about the tabernacle. Now the people build the individual items. We're not going to go back over that. So we'll skip to chapter 40 uh, after this study tonight. We'll have two more studies in Exodus. So that will complete that. I know some of you were wondering, you know, we've been preaching since 1978 in the book of Exodus. <laughs> when is it over? Some of you are ready. So that's just an FYI. Exodus 34, we'll complete the chapter tonight with unveiled faces is the text. If you're able to stand, why don't you stand one more time? It's a short passage, but we'll stand for the reading of God's word. 34, 27 in Exodus reads this way. Then the Lord said to Moses, write down these words, 34, 27, for in accordance with these words, I've made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hands as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him or with God. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses, 31, called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers in the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the sons of Israel came near, and he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take off the veil until he came out. And whenever he came out and spoke to the sons of Israel what he had been commanded, the sons of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. So Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him. Father, your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Thank you for the fact that it is alive. It's living and powerful. Whatever you want to say to us, give us ears to hear what the Spirit says to your church in this hour. We pray over our nation. We pray over your church in this nation. We pray for revival, and we pray that it would start with us right now, right here. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. You can have a seat with unveiled faces is the title of the message. There's commentary on... Exodus 34, the section that we just read in 2 Corinthians 3. We'll be turning there uh, at the end of the message, just an FYI. So you can see that the Lord said to Moses, write down these words. Moses was up on the mountain, we see in verses 27 and 28, 40 days and 40 nights. This is the second time that Moses has had a 40-day stint up in the presence of God. 
We know in a previous study that Moses had asked to see God's glory and the Lord said, no one can see my face and live, but I will hide you in the cleft of the rock and my beauty or all my goodness will pass by you. And we talked about how Moses experienced the afterglow of God's glory. We have not seen up until this point, Moses be affected by the presence and glory of God to this extent that his face was shining. And we'll dig that out in a moment. But after this second 40-day stint, for whatever reason, and I don't understand all the reasons, I don't know if it was the elongated uh, time that Moses was with the Lord or whatever it may be, there's a lot of conjecture about exactly the cause and what was going on. But I will just say this, Moses was shining when he came down the mountain. What was he doing for 40 days and 40 nights? We know that on this occasion he was fasting And we know he was writing down the words because in verse 27, he's instructed to write down the words. That is the words of the covenant. Remember, he had smashed the uh, tablets coming down that first time after 40 days and 40 nights because they were in front of the golden calf, the people were. And they were worshiping it and giving credit to it and praising it. And Aaron had, you know, been at the middle of that and he got confronted and there was a really ugly scene. 3,000 people died on that day because of the sin of Israel. And there was a whole question that was lingering over the nation. And the question was this, will God go with us? Are we going it alone? Will he, will we have the same type of relationship that we had with him when we made that marriage covenant at the foot of Mount Sinai? And that issue hovered and now the covenant is being, you could say, renewed or reinstituted. Notice it says, for in, a, in accordance with these words, part B, verse 27, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Perhaps we could say the covenant is being renewed here. And so he was there with the Lord, Moses was, 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. Now, it's one thing to not eat something for 40 days, but you can't live without drinking for, I think it's about a week or so. And so supernaturally, somehow, Moses was being preserved. The New Testament parallel to the 40 days and 40 nights of Moses up on the mountain is Jesus's temptation in the wilderness before Satan. And there he did not eat for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus is the greater Moses. We'll talk about that in a moment. But you can see here that Moses is up on the mountain and he wrote, uh, he wrote on the tablets, end of 28, Uh, the words of the covenant, and then specifically we're told the 10 words or the 10 commandments. So here the covenant is being reinstituted. And the question that hovered over the nation is that God is going to renew the covenant and you're not going to go it alone. And any nation that's ever had a relationship with Yahweh, uh, if there was any danger of ever not having him in our lives, I, I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, what would it be like if you didn't have God in your life? What would it be like if you, 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 know, you knew what it was to be born again and now no longer was his presence in your life? But there's also a national aspect to that. And there have been people over the last couple of decades, prominent teachers who have been going through Romans chapter one and asking the question, is there some point at which God will abandon a nation because of a nation's national sins? And that is a question that we must wrestle with. Um, 
God is so gracious, though. We can see his graciousness right here. We know the church is all over the world. We know we are not a theocracy, so it's a different time. But Moses gives us a little insight in Deuteronomy. If you flip over to Deuteronomy chapter 9 as to why he was fasting. And let me just, I'm just going to touch on the idea of fasting for a moment. There are a number of reasons why you might fast. One is to lose weight. But even that, I understand that that's not the best approach to weight loss. Although I will say if you don't eat, you are going to lose weight. Y'all know that? There is a one-to-one correspondence between calorie intake and weight. I have figured that out. It's taken me a while, but anyway. So in Deuteronomy chapter 9, we get the reason why Moses was fasting. Look at verse 17. Now, this is later, and Moses is recounting these events later in his life. So he says, I took hold of the two tablets and threw them from my hands and smashed them before your eyes. 9.17 of Deuteronomy. And I fell down before the Lord at the fir- as at the first 40 days and nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. Why? Because of all your sin, which you had committed in doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure with which the Lord was wrathful against you in order to destroy you. But the Lord listened to me that time also. Skip over to Deuteronomy 10. Look at verse 10. I moreover stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights like the first time. So we know there was at least two times this happened. And the Lord listened to me that time also. The Lord was not willing to destroy you. Now you can see, if you turn back to Exodus, the mediatorial or mediation of Moses as he cries out to God for mercy on the nation. And the Lord listens to him. And part of that was Moses fasted before the Lord. Now we talk about fasting and we talk about when a person fasts and you should, if you've never fasted before, you should get input from others who have done it. Make sure you get, you know, medical input if you need that. Some of you have sugar issues and, and other things. You can't just right away just say, I'm not going to eat for 24 hours. You got to be wise about this. But in the Bible, fasting, generally speaking, is to push down the voice of the flesh I want, I need, I want, I need. Feed me, feed me, feed me. And to elevate the things of the Spirit. And pastors over the years have said that if you're going to fast, replace the time that you would eat with time in the Word or time in prayer. If you would spend money on lunch, perhaps you would give that to the work of the kingdom of God, however you would decide to do that. But those are some things to think about. And if you've never done this before, you might want to just start with a meal. And maybe you would fast breakfast or lunch and replace that with getting into your Bible and saying, Lord, I'm here. Perhaps it is because you want to repent of something. Perhaps it is because you are struggling over a decision. Uh, should I go this way? Should I go that way? Lord, what is your will for my life? Maybe you have been interceding for the nation. Uh, th- this would be a good time to fast before an election right now. Um, Do you get extra brownie points from God because you fast? It's not so much if you fast, it's why you fast. In Isaiah chapter 58, God says, on the day of your fast, you're brawling with your brother. Your fasting means nothing if you're just doing it out of some sort of religious 
duty. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's teachings. 19 chapters later! We know sometimes you hear Pastor Michael mention slides or give other demonstrations, and we have made sure you have access to all the videos from his Sunday sermons. The modern application could be the power of the sword with, for example, a police officer. Watching the videos can also be a good way to see how animated Pastor Michael can be. Even if you have to gulp after you've prayed it. And Lord, one more thing, not my will. You can watch the video from today's teaching when you visit walkintruth.com. We also live stream one of our Sunday morning services. Pastor Michael believes fellowship is important, so he prefers you attend your church on Sunday mornings. Or you can visit our church, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Before we jump into it, would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the youth upstairs enjoying a little bit of a party and celebration. But Pastor Michael understands some circumstances make it difficult to attend church services in person. So, you are invited to watch our 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time service. God is not caught by surprise. A golden calf, I can't believe it. Moses may have been, God was not. To watch Pastor Michael's teachings live, hear the worship music and fellowship from where you are, follow our YouTube channel. You can find the link and information on walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Jesus is coming again. Do you believe it? We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. It's not so much if you fast, it's why you fast. In Isaiah chapter 58, God says, on the day of your fast, you're brawling with your brother. Your fasting means nothing if you're just doing it out of some sort of religious duty. But if your heart is to see change in you and change in the nation, if your desire is to elevate the things of the spirit above the things of the world and the flesh, and you decide not to eat because your desire is to please the Lord and not please somebody else, not show off to somebody, not tell people about your exploits. I didn't eat for 16 hours. Unbelievable. Well, that's not what this is about. Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast, there are ways to do it. And it's not to have a sunken face or to blow a trumpet when you give and all that stuff. You guys have read those passages before. It's because you want to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? And so when Moses was before the Lord, he didn't eat and he didn't drink. And somehow God supernaturally sustained him. But I want you to see something very important. This is the intercessor or the mediator. Why did Moses do it? Did he do it for him? No, the Lord had told him, just step, step back. I'll wipe everybody out and I'll start over with you. And you can lead the Mosesites. It'll be a new nation. Forget about the Israelites. You'll be the Mosesites or whatever it might be. And Moses said, no, Lord, And do you know why? Because Moses was concerned about God's reputation and what the people of Egypt might say or the other nations might say. When you're 
desire is to see the glory of God and the good of others, your life will change. When your desire is to see the glory of God and the good of others, your life will begin to fall into place because you'll be doing what Jesus said, which is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then here's another piece of the puzzle. He'll add everything else unto you. And you won't have to worry. In fact, when Moses walks down this mountain, do you know that he's shining and he doesn't even know it? And perhaps for some of us tonight, when we start to spend more time in kingdom business with the king, we will shine and maybe we won't realize the impact we're making. So it came about 29, back in Exodus 34, when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses's hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone you have an NIV, it says it was radiant because, it gives us the reason why, because of his speaking with him, or God. And so when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come near to him. Now, Moses coming down from the mountain is holding the two tablets. And we've all seen depictions of this. And some people believe that the two tablets represent you know, our responsibilities to God and our responsibilities to man. Uh, that we're to honor the Lord, have no idols in our lives, keep holy the Sabbath day, etc. Not take his name in vain. And then the second table would include honoring our parents and not murdering and stealing and lying and all that. And that's one view. But most scholars who know information about ancient covenants say that each table probably was the same thing. One for one party and one for the other party. This is how ancient covenants work. When you had a marriage contract, which is called a ketubah in Hebrew, the idea is that there would be covenant responsibilities given to the one and the other who had made the commitment to each other. Moses representing God, the other one for the people. You know that the table, the tablets were eventually put in the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, That was one of three things that was put in the Ark. So It may well be that instead of the four and the six or the five and the five of the ten responsibilities to God and to man or my neighbor, rather it was duplicate copies of the law. Uh, That's quite possible. That's what many uh, commentators would tell us or scholars would tell us. So Moses has been up there 40 days, 40 nights. He hasn't eaten anything. He spent all this time in the glory of God And then we learn something about Moses' appearance. We have not seen this before. And Moses didn't even know it, but the skin of his face was shining. The Hebrew literally says, the skin of his face sent out horns. That sounds a bit bizarre, doesn't it? This is one commentator. It says, early translations such as the Vulgate, that's the Latin Vulgate, typically translated this literally and describe Moses as having horns. This explains why medieval and Renaissance artists such as Michelangelo typically depicted the prophet with horns on his head. But the expression actually refers to rays of light. Let me just say that this in the Hebrew idea, this may be somewhat of a play on words because what got the Israelites in trouble was bowing down to what? 
a golden calf. So some see some sort of ironic parallel in the way that Moses is shining. Maybe, you know, sometimes we've seen people who are depicted with a halo over their head and it's like beams of light are coming from their head. And that may be some of what is going on here in the original language. Some see it as taking us back to Exodus 32 as a reminder of what the people of Israel did. And it's something like this. Could This is my own take on this. If this is a, the right connection with the language, it's something like this. Could an idol ever make you shine like Moses is shining right now? The golden calf can't do it. It's put together by the hammer of a person, taking the jewelry of the people. It means nothing. It gets you in trouble. It gives you a tummy ache because you get to drink the water that it was ground into the powder. You guys remember, right? But when you spend time in the presence of the Lord, it's totally different. We'll read in 2 Corinthians 3 that will you move from one degree of glory to another? As we spend time basking in the presence of our God. We're like that city on the hill. We're a light that shines to people. People see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven. Moses did not even know that he was shining. And you may be asking, well, what, what exactly, what was, what was going on in Moses' face? Well, the expression actually refers to rays of light. As a result of his face-to-face encounter with God, Moses had some sort of halo of glory or dazzling beams of light that were actually shining out from his face. You've been listening to With Unveiled Faces, part one on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 34, verses 27 through 35. As always, if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please do us a favor and encourage a friend or a family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? The same if you're listening on podcast. Please click the share button. If Pastor Michael's teachings have been a blessing to you, then our hope is they'll do the same for someone you care about. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you have this vision, you know, in Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments when Moses, that is Charlton Heston, is walking down the mountain. He, his hair's a different color, his face is a glow, and, and he's had this incredible experience with God. And maybe you, maybe you hear other believers say, man, the Lord spoke to me, or I really sense the presence of God at this service or at this moment. And you're like, you know what? I don't ever feel stuff like that. What's wrong with me? Well, experiences are wonderful and beautiful. And uh, I don't think that we should shy away from the fact that we're going to have some emotion when we worship, when we discover truth, when we sense God's presence. And I would say to you that that those are all good things, but they're they're not the only thing. And they're the Bible doesn't necessarily call upon us to pursue an experience. The Lord the the Bible calls upon us to pursue the Lord, and if He wants to give us an experience, so be it. And if not, if there's we feel nothing different when we read our Bible or pray or worship, then we walk by faith. I've experienced something that. I think what will resonate with most of us. 
Sometimes I have emotional experiences in worship that touch me deeply. And other times I don't. Um, I don't maybe have a whole lot of emotion. And that's okay because I trust the Lord either way. Relationships are like that, right? Sometimes there may be high emotion. Other times there may not be. But that consistent walk with the Lord, what we learn to walk by faith and not by sight is what it's all about. So don't feel like you're the only one. Um, That's not the case at all. This is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I pray that the program has been a blessing to you. Hey, there's a email you can reach out to us by using this email. If you just want to send a note, tell us where you're listening, how the program has been a blessing to you. It's it's as follows. Contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Hey, send us an email today. Let us know where you listen, what your name is, maybe how we can pray for you, um, how long you've been listening. It's all wonderful information. It does bless us. And we read uh, all the emails. Contact at walkintruth.com. See you right here tomorrow. And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner? Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast and with the -the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for $5 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 34, verses 27 through 35, called With Unveiled Faces. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.